0: Yep. Mr. Pop. <laughs> the views
1: and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Combat Sports Show. Today, December eleventh, two thousand seventeen. We got a huge show for you tonight. Tons of MMA. It was a big weekend. We had a Bellator over in Italy. Had a UFC fight night, a terrific Invicta card, and then we get to pre uh, preview the UFC coming up this weekend: Dos Anjos versus Lawler, which has title implications. Jason,
0: how, how are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, dude. Just I'm I'm really stoked. I finally got my new Directv boxes, like I was telling you. Now I'm sitting here watching Motley Crue on concert in ultra on ultra 4K high definition.
1: Hey, I've seen Motley Crue live. Dude, they are great in concert. They they really are. It's a very, very
0: cool concert to go to. I never had the chance. I had tickets, and then for whatever reason, I didn't have to sell them. I couldn't go to the concert when they came to Kanocta.
1: Yeah, I saw them. I want to say, ooh, maybe in 1997. You no, know, it's been a few years, probably what twenty years, but uh, yeah, I remember very vividly. I was twenty-one, so I was pretty excited. This would be my first concert when I was twenty-one, and wow, some, yeah, some really, really bright person forgot his ID for his first concert as twenty-one.
0: So I yeah, you can even the
1: only sober person in the whole stadium. I swear to God. There was not one other person in that stadium that was sober but me. Why didn't you just have
0: someone buy your beer for you? I was very, very worried that they would see. You're you're allowed to see beer later.
1: Yeah, but I didn't have a a wristband. If they saw me without a wristband drinking beer, couldn't prove I was 21, I'd have been out of there, and I wasn't going to get kicked out of my first Motley Crue concert. Well, I know, but that's when you just stay and believe when you have a beer. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was good. I, I've reconciled with it. I forgive myself for forgetting my ID.
0: That's just uh, being a being a dumb shit for a guy yep. that just turned 21 to forget his ID. I <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, uh, it I thought, my... Almost, it, I would almost forget the ticket that my ID. Yeah, yeah,
1: it wasn't cool. It's uh I, I was not very happy with myself. So, anyway, it was a huge weekend in MMA. Just huge, man. We had a really good UFC fight night, a Bellator over in Italy on Saturday night, the fight the boxing match that was free on ESPN, Lomachenko versus who?
0: Lomachenko versus oh god, um Rigo. Yeah? I don't know how to pronounce his whole last name, but, yeah, it was Lomachenko versus Rigo. And let's uh-huh. start off with that fight. Um, the prelims were okay. There was a lot of good, you know, there was a lot of decent boxing matches on that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of guys that I don't really know because I'm not – I haven't dove off into boxing 100% like I used to be.
1: Yeah. Just because
0: boxing isn't really there where, you know, MMA is. Um. Yeah, but Lomacheco, I, I tell you what, it's been a while since I've seen him fight. That dude's a that 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 dude's a stud. He is a he is a brawler. He just and you got to figure, Rigo was seventeen and zero. He's a gold a gold medal uh, and just came in and just got outclassed outclassed and outfought. He ended up – he ended up – I can't remember what round exactly it was, but it was either in the fifth or sixth round. He, he came out. So, it was at the end of the fifth. He came out in the sixth and says, I can't go on. He thinks he – he said he thought he broke the top of his hand. Ouch. Now, I mean, I've i heard other boxers say, you, can, you know, you can work through a broken hand. It's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But you could fight through it. He was getting outclassed and outfought so badly. I think he. I think he quit. I really think he just quit. And I've never seen a boxer just quit.
1: Um, you did see Roberto Duran, right, versus Sugar Ray
0: Leonard? Remember Uh, when he quit? I. Yeah. Well, like I said. You just you just don't see it happen. Even all the Tyson no. fights I've watched, these guys would just, they would fight till they got their ass knocked out. They just wouldn't come out of a round and just say, I give up, I quit. Since I watched this myself, now I've seen the fight that you're talking about, but I don't really remember clearly what happened with that one. But in this mm-hmm. fight, I think, I think Rigo just quit. I really just think he'd just say, he said, Fuck it, I I'm done. That to me is that's not a good fighter. No, that's not good. And this was a title fight. Meaning you me not. But that that does that's not gonna he's not gonna get no top name so any top name fights anytime soon.
1: Well, I'll tell you, speaking from experience, Jason, um as someone who's boxed and actually broken their hand, I broke my hand. Cool oh man, five six years ago, and I did not break my hand punching anything, but I broke it in a door, our sliding glass door, and I did not know it was broken, but so I didn't go to the hospital till the next day. But I'll tell you what, that whole day, there's no way in the world I could have punched anybody in the face with that hand. It hurt so bad. It's one of the few times in my life I almost went to the hospital just because of the pain. And I, I really should have gone the first night, but I went the next day, which was not really bright. But
0: uh, I've never broke my hand. One thing oh, I man. have broke, and I've only broke two bones in my life. Yeah. And it was yeah. one on each foot. And I swore to God, okay. I would have been able to withstand the pain. I would have cut that <laughs> fucking crusty, pinky toe off of my foot. But I tell you what. Now that is now that was extraordinary because it screwed my back up. It screwed my knees up for a while.
1: Stabilizing it, and you're having to
0: walk differently. Uh, so I was walking around like I had a corn cob stuck up my ass.
1: You always do that, though.
0: Uh, no, but but I I want to say it was his left hand. So that I mean, yeah. And I want to say he was a right. He he wasn't a southpaw. So. He could – you only use your – if you're a right-handed guy, you're only really using your left hand, for the most part, to jab with. I mean, he could have at least done that. You know, I've I've seen lots of stories where guys
1: break their hands and just keep going and going and going. And, you know, it's only 25 minutes. It's only 36 minutes that you're fighting. Uh, As long as the bone's not popping out, you're going to be fine.
0: Yeah,
1: they they took his glove
0: off, and you – it was swollen a little bit. It looked like he might have yeah. maybe tweaked his wrist, but no, the, yeah, there
1: was it, no. You know, it's really a I, personal I, choice. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it, it does hurt. It really does. Now, if I'm in the middle of a fight and I break it, I don't know, dude. I don't. I've never done. That. I've never broken my hand in the middle of a fight. Um, these guys are, are well trained professionals. I would give them a pass on this one, if. Especially with his pedigree I mean you said He's an Olympic boxer Everything Something that and you no see record. More often Then then, yeah I would definitely Consider him Maybe not Not super strong In, in the heart um, But I You know It's hard to put ourselves In that place That's a that's a, still a tough injury A broken hand um, so, Now, now I do yourself, recall uh, I do recall Uriah Faber He fought Hold on Jason He fought Jens Pulver And broke both hands Yeah Both hands were broken. They were
0: huge. Yeah, and he
1: finished the fight.
0: Now, this is not the first time this has happened against Lomachenko. Yeah. I want to say this is the third time someone has quit on Lomachenko. That's what kind of made me think he quit. Because if this would have been just the first time, okay, the guy just broke his hand, okay? The guy's in excruciating pain. He just cannot physically go on. Yeah. But now stating this is the third time this has happened to him, I don't know. And that's it that it's just a tough call. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. I I I it's still interesting, but um I would uh, like I say, I would give the guy a pass on the first on this one. So see how he goes from there. Most definitely. I mean,
0: it's just – but if you just really kind of sit back and try to analyze it and knowing that this is the third time Lomachenko's had to go through this, I don't know, seems kind of odd.
1: He's got a hard head. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, some people are like that. You know, that's crazy.
0: But all in all, it was a great. It it was um it was a, it was a good card. Um, I just wanted to touch touch base on the main event, and I completely forgot the fight was on until my next door neighbor said, "Hey, Lomachenko is fighting tonight." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's right." He goes, "And it's free. It's on ESPN." I'm like, "Oh, perfect." So I recorded it. Yeah, I actually ended up watching it live, and ended up watching, you know, UFC later on, so.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a good thing you called me and told me, and I was going nuts because I had Bellator and the UFC, and I was still, like, hung over from that big-ass Invicta card. It's crazy. There was so much. I mean, our heads were spinning this weekend. I know. So. And let's, I really uh, didn't
0: watch the UFC card that closely because I was yeah. still buzzed from the Lomacheco fight.
1: Oh yeah, I get it. Let's um, let's dive into like I said, man, uh you know I had messaged you during it. This is a badass card. I mean, a really solid solid card. This is one of the one of my favorite events they put on.
0: Now, Um, This is um, FC 26, correct?
1: Invicta Fighting Championships 26. So this is the last one of the year. It featured a a serious title fight with unbeaten Agneska. I'm not going to pronounce her last name. It's Polish, and and I'm going to sound stupid if I did it. Um, (laughs) Jennifer Maia versus Agneska. Um, I can't pronounce her last name. Anyway,
0: it Give me was a, a
1: great it, card. It's not funny. It did it, it sucks. I've got to fucking phonetically write it down one of these times. Um, anyway, it was, it was a seriously <laughs> good card. It really was. Um, I, I'm telling you, dude, you and I have got to get to the Invicta card. Um, they're so cool. This one was terrific. Terrific card. Some newcomers, some serious veterans. They did lose a fight. They lost... Um, Mizuki Inouye, or uh, uh, Mizuki? Uh, anyway, they lost one of the big fights, and they, they upped another fight. It was really, really cool. Um, yeah, Mizuki Inouye, she was injured. So they brought Mackenzie Dern and Kalani Medeiros up to the co-main event, which normally they wouldn't have been, but it didn't matter. Great card. Um, started off with Kay Hansen and Emily Prince. That was a submission. So we had a, our first armbar. Now, keep track, okay, Jason? One arm bar so far, all right? Because this night was full of them. Fucking full of them. Just like the Ultimate Fighter finale was full of arm bars. Holy shit. Good fight. It only went a minute or so. So we didn't get a great view of the women. Um, But it it was good. Um, Next fight, Karina Rodriguez. She took on, friend of the show, Christina Faria. Now, Christine Faria, we've had on the show very cool lady, very good kickboxer. She went toe-to-toe with Tiffany Timebomb Van Soas, who was, you know, the, was it, not the lion fights? She was the glory champion. She just lost her title last week. Um, but she's a very, very good kickboxer. And Christine went two rounds toe-to-toe with her and then took her down and dominated around round three. And she's also got, Christine also has a win over UFC fighter, uh, Rachel Ostevich she knocked her out The first time in her her pro debut Christine's pro debut um, That was a good fight uh, Karina, her boxing was Just a little bit better She trains with Irene Aldana Down there in Mexico Very, very good fight um, These two, this was a good Very good fight Very, very tactical uh, Just great, great boxing you, you'd, you'd appreciate the skill right there Um they weren't winging things, and they were very tight, very technical. Good stuff. Um, man, that was a tough fight. They were landing hard, and neither, neither one was going to go anywhere. You could tell that. Those those ladies are tough as anything, I'm telling you. Double tough. You know that saying, right, Jason?
0: What saying is that? Double tough. Uh, I've never heard the saying. Like, kind of like it sounds like you just made something up. Sounds like you just pulled no, that right out of your ass.
1: No, I swear to God, that's the same. These these women were double tough, like like not like tough like you. You're not even tough. Double tough. See?
0: Well, neither are you.
1: I never claimed I was.
0: I told you. I never my claimed I was the door. I ran, I ran crying the other way. Yeah, hurts. You go. <laughs> you run and cry and run the other way when uh, when it, when you don't get your way in video games. You go pout and hide in your room for four hours. Uh, No, no, not so much anymore. I've outgrown that
1: finally. took me about 40 years, but I think I might have outgrown that. (laughs) I still do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no. You know what gets me is online. Online playing, man. I swear to God, there's these kids online, and you know they're little kids. They're like 12 years old. They're boys, but they sound like little girls, you know, because their voice hasn't changed. And those kids just whoop my ass. Man, that's annoying. And then they're mean about it too. They put me down. Hey, old man. Oh, man, you can't play. I'm like, God damn. I gotta mute you, kids. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh,
0: di- oh. Did, did did old Brian did old Brian get his feelings hurt?
1: No, no. I just mute them, and then I don't. I, I'm like, they're just cutting up on me this whole time. I'm just gonna mute them because it's embarrassing. Uh, they're those kids are good these days. I mean, you and I were good at video games when we were kids. But these kids, this is all new, totally different than what we played.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Put ourselves in their shoes, we'd be doing the same thing. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind them at all. I just just mute
1: them. I I totally understand what they're doing. They're just making fun of the old guy.
0: (laughs) God, I wish I could have heard that because I would have chimed in.
1: Dude, oh, man, those kids are ruthless on Call of Duty um, Destiny. They are ruthless. They'll just rip you up and down, man. And and they're good, too, like I say. Cause I, I'll get them one out every five times, and then they just thrash me the rest of the time. It sucks.
0: Yeah, but they are right, because you are a lot older than I am, and you are an old man. A
1: couple of weeks older, yeah. No, I'm about two months, so, right?
0: Yeah. Well, when's your birthday? October. What day? 21. Okay, you're a month and a half. Yeah. Not even a All month right. and a half. No.
1: So, moving on. This was a this was an exciting fight coming up. Amber Brown was coming in off a three fight losing streak. She'd gone up in weight, down in weight, back up in weight, um, back down in weight. Uh she so she needed to win big time. She's taken on Tessa Simpson and Amber Brown took it by armbar number two, 50 seconds into the first round. So that was exciting. I mean, she, yeah. Uh, Amber Brown was looking good, striking, went down uh, on her back and just caught that armbar, would not let go. Tessa fought it. She did fight it well. She just couldn't quite get it. She couldn't pull it out, and she took it. And you're like, wow, man. that was And that was a good armbar, and that was crazy. It was great to see Amber get the win. Really like Amber the bully Brown. She's tough. You know, 105 pounds, I believe, they're going in. This is Adam weight now. And, man, that was a cool fight. Uh, Tessa, you know, I didn't get to see a whole lot of her then. But, you know, I mean, you get caught in an armbar, you get caught in an armbar. Sometimes that shit happens. Um, That was her first loss, I believe, Tessa the Typhoon. Um, Now, it's not her first loss. She's fought some good fighters, too, actually. She's fought. uh, She went in there against Erica Tabersio. Come to find out. Her- Erica Tibercio is out on maternity leave now, so we won't see her for a while. But she's really good too. She's the one. She was fighting at Adam Wait too. Apparently, she actually beat Michelle Watterson when she won the title over there, and that was a great wow. fight. Holy cow! That was one of the best fights i would ever seen. Um, terrific, terrific three round fight. I think it was. She she finished her in the third round, and man, that was a hell of a fight. If you ever get a chance to watch that, go watch that fight. If, uh, if you like those things. That was terrific. Um, next fight. This, this, then they bring in, the next one's debuting, Verna Jandaroba from Brazil. She takes on Amy Montenegro, who was in a crazy fight last time against Lena Haga, but that's a whole other story. So this one ended by armbar in round one. Verna looked terrific. She looked a little thin. Amy, there was a lot of women that came in heavy this card. I think four women missed weight for this. Um, Verna looked terrific, man. She came in. She was, she was crisp striking, went down with her, just boom, popped that arm bar. It's like, holy shit, she looked good. And, and like I said, this was her first time here. She did terrific, terrific fight, man. I'll tell you what. I was sweating bullets here. I really thought it was Vanessa Porto versus Milana Dudieva. Vanessa, she got absolutely crushed in round one, crushed. I mean, the ref was right there going to stop the fight, like literally about to stop the fight. Telling her to fight back, do this, move, do something. And she was trying, but, man, she was just getting thrashed. Uh, I, thought, I thought they were going to call it. And by the end of round one, you know, they finally, she finally got up off the cage and was able to move around because she had got just wasted there against the cage. Melina, Melania, sorry, she looked terrific. Round two, Vanessa came back and started landing good, she caught her with a really solid kick to the midsection. And you could tell that hurt Melana. Um, by round three, that was it. I think about halfway through round three, Vanessa popped her with a like, solid jab to the gut, and that was it. Melania Dudieva just went down like a sack of bricks. She was out. Man, that was crazy. I'm telling you, Jason, back and forth and back and forth. Fighter A almost stops, finally stops fighter B at the end of the fight. It was crazy good. And Vanessa and Vanessa's very, very solid. She's she's one of the top three, I think, in that division. So it was it was I was like, holy shit, she's not gonna lose this fight, is she? And that was crazy. You'd have you'd have really appreciated that fight. The next fight was just another one. Unbelievable. Janessa Morandon versus Kimberly. Not Kim. Kimberly Noveas. These ladies, I'm telling you, Jason, they freaking went at it. And it was crazy. They were going at it hard. The first round there was, they were going up against the cage, clinching, you know, spinning, doing this, doing that, trying to dominate, trying to establish some dominance. By round two, Janessa just took over, and she just just dominated, man. Kimberly's nose was messed up. There was blood everywhere. It was just just crazy. Um, Terrific fight. Kimberly was not going anywhere. She was getting beat up, but she was not going anywhere. That lady's got serious heart, great chin. They were both landing heavy, but Janessa was just moving forward, moving forward the whole time and dominating. She was a very, very strong lady. Very cool fight. And now, now it takes us to the co-main event. This is where Mizuki Inoue would have been in, but she got injured, so she was out. They brought in Mackenzie Dern. This is her first fight in Invicta, but she's, she's actually been, this is her fifth pro fight. She's a big deal because she's a multiple time Brazilian jiu-jitsu world champion. Her dad is Megatron Dern, I guess he's like a big name in the jiu-jitsu world. So she trains with him. She's very, very good on the ground. Her striking is a little bit rough still, but getting better constantly. You know how it is with these athletes. They get better at everything. And, and her base of jiu-jitsu is very, very solid. And, She was actually looking better striking. She was throwing big overhand right. Um, Some kicks, her kicks were pretty, I mean, they'd hurt us, but, you know, Kalini is a tough lady anyway. So she wasn't really falling for it. I think maybe Kalini was showing a little too much respect for Dern's ground game and didn't really get to implement her striking as much as I've seen it before. She didn't look super timid, but she didn't look, it wasn't her best showing, but I think she she I think maybe she was just giving a little too much respect to Mackenzie. Um, not that she didn't earn it, man. Mackenzie was going after her, and she looked good. She got caught a few times and had no problems, uh, no issues getting hit in the face. She got her to the ground near the end of round two and, and mounted her and, and really laid into her. And by the third round, you could tell Mackenzie was definitely taking over the fight, got her down, got another armbar submission. At the very end of the round, at the very end of the fight, really. So what is that? That's what. One, two, three, four arm bars in that card. That's a I, lot of arm bars on one card.
0: Yeah, that that that's insane. It kind of reminds me going back to what that uh, last week's card. I think it was uh fight night.
1: The finale, the Ultimate Fighter finale.
0: No. It was a fight either i think it was a fight night card where I don't think we had one decision on the whole card. We might have had one decision, but everything else was either a knockout or a submission yeah, and I think you and I were talking about that, and we don't i you said you couldn't remember a card that you know that dominant but where you didn't have the, a decision I think we had one. But the rest of them were either knockouts or some sort, some sort of submission, either being armbar, choke, whatever. Yeah, but that's they, uh Those are always fun, though.
1: Oh yeah, they are. They I mean, really a are. A lot of
0: times, I would like to see the um. The fights maybe go an extra round or so before that happens. But hey, if you can get a a knockout and you know in fifty seconds, take the knockout in fifty seconds. I mean, or or the armbar in fifty seconds. You know, whatever you got to do to win.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Just makes the card. Now, go by. The audience, it just makes the card go by real fast.
1: Yeah. Now, main event was was a very very good fight. Jennifer versus Agneska. Now, Agneska, she she's ten and zero coming into this fight. Jennifer is the champion, but she'd been out for thirteen months. So, and I don't know why she was out. I think they just didn't have a fight for her. And she was she showed it. She was a little bit rusty in the first couple of rounds. She got rocked pretty good in round two. And I got a little like I was pretty worried she was going to lose the fight there. She didn't. Um, she was on the rubber legs for a little bit came back, was throwing very, very solid combos. Jennifer's very good. She she took over the fight near the end, and I thought she lost two rounds and won the last three, but the, the judges gave her four rounds. Um, anyway, good fight, man. Both ladies look good. Agneska, for coming in 10 fights, her 11th pro fight, she looked really, really solid. Um, she knew she lost by the end, but it was not a real loss. I mean, she lost the fight, yes, but she's, she's getting better. That's good experience. Very, very good fight. These two ladies did great. Uh, and even they even said it on the show, Jennifer's probably the number one flyweight right now. Um, I, I, you know, she could come into the UFC, and she, there's no way she shouldn't get an immediate title shot. Although, I still think Sajara C- Eubanks deserves the next shot in the UFC, if Jennifer decides to come over, I'd like to see her get the winner of that fight, Sajara and uh, Nico. But mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, Jason, great card. Mm.
0: It sounds like it.
1: Yeah. Now it's, that it's always I, I, the same. Don't think, I don't
0: think, I don't think I would have been able to watch that anyway because that was a uh, wasn't that on Fight Pass? Yes. Yeah. Let's see, and of course you've always been telling me, you know. Quit being so cheap and just order the Fight Pass. But what a lot of people don't realize is I'm kind of jobless right now, and that $7 really kind of comes in handy sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, it is cool having the Fight Pass. It um, And it's good, good stuff. Um, you know, they, they have a lot. They got Glory. They got Invicta. All the old UFC stuff—that's fun to watch. Um, they just have a ton of stuff. Um, kickbox yeah, everything. Sometimes they have just grappling events. It's it's very very cool. Um, you, yeah,
0: it, it's it's good to have it. Now, did you? I wasn't able to catch it, but I you know I remember because you told me that uh, the Bullet Tour event was on Spike TV. And I think I caught it, and there was like two minutes left in the program. But then I told you something about the Bellator kickboxing. Did you ever get a chance to take a look at that? No,
1: I totally I, I totally missed the kickboxing part of it.
0: Um,
1: I, I can't believe I did that. I was like, oh, crap. I didn't even realize Bellator had kickboxing on again. So I was a little bit late to that show. Um, I recorded Bellator, got to watch that later on because there was – you know, I still had the UFC dinner um, stuff like that going on, so I watched Bellator later, and that was another. It was it was fun. They had a couple of good fights. I was a, a little, I wouldn't say disappointed. I I, I really like the Bellator middleweight champion Rafael Carvello, but I was kind of hoping Alessio Sakara would. I, I don't. I didn't really want Sakara to win. But it was like a 40-second knockout. So I kind of figured Sakara, you know, he's in front of his home country. He's in Italy. I hope he does really good here. And it just it didn't work out that way.
0: It kind of sucked, but it is what it is. Now, you know, you and I have had discussions about this in the past. Is Bellator really offering more money than UFC? can to these fighters, even though UFC has built a brand and is so popular? You know, I, you it see... kind
1: of depends. It really does. It depends on on what you're looking for. Um, I, I believe sponsorship deals, it really does benefit some of the fighters, you know? Um, look at Gegard Musafi. He says he's making a lot more money over in Bellator because he got his sponsors. They paid him pretty well to come over. So he's making more money. Rory McDonald's got to be making better money. Um, but you also lose some exposure. You know, you don't get to get on the pay-per-view cards. Um, it, it, you know, I really couldn't say one way or the other because we're not privy to exactly what Bellator pays either. We don't know if they give these guys bonuses. We don't know what they're making with their sponsorship deals. Um, that's the big one is sponsorships. So figure, you know, there's a, Matt Mitrione said it. He thought, man, I can make so much more money in sponsorships than I do for my fight pay because those guys know they're going to get on free TV, lots of, you know, you're going to have a million eyes on you. That's a lot of money right there for sponsors.
0: No, that is, but can more money hand over fifth on their sponsorship than their pay-per-view money? Now, I know that's going to have well, to come into effect, let's say if you're a if you're a co-main event or a main event, of course you you're going to get a pretty good chunk of the pay-per-view money rather than just being on the main card but you might only be the first or second fight, let's say.
1: Yeah. Now, that's the other thing, pay-per-view cards, as you know, not everybody's going to make points off that. Just the, you know, the main event and probably the co-main event, guys. So, you know, it's tough, tough call. Um I wouldn't think so many guys are leaving for Bellator. I would think they got to be offering them something better, right?
0: I mean, but now I don't know this for sure. Now, yeah. UFC, they can't have sponsors, right?
1: No, no, they can have sponsors, but fight from fight week on, so the whole week of the fight, when they're there doing their weigh-ins, doing all that stuff, they have to wear their Reebok gear. They can't have any other sponsors showing. Um, and obviously on the night of the fight, they can't have their sponsors. They're only in Reebok gear. So they took all that away. You know, you figure no. a main
0: card fighter,
1: he could have made six yeah. figures in sponsorship money. a pay-per-view.
0: Now, you could do what football does. Okay. You remember that whole Colin Kaepernick deal? This is before he started kneeing for the national anthem. Yeah. And I want to say he was wearing beats by Dre, you know, the headphones. Yeah. Okay. And I think the NFL had a contract with, and I can't remember who it was with. It, it might have been Bose, honestly. I think it was Bose. But every time Colin Kaepernick went up, and Beats by Dre, he was he would just said, well, it doesn't matter. I'm making hand over fist more than what these fines are worth, and he just took the fines. I think the fine was like five grand, or it should have been fifteen thousand dollars for incident. He would walk up, but he's making hand over fist by uh, for Beats by Dre, and he's giving Beats by Dre exposure just by him wearing them to the press conferences after the ball game.
1: Ah, I see. Now.
0: See, these fighters could do the same thing if they just pull their head out of their ass. You know, these big name well, fighters that can withstand a a a penalty like that. That's I mean, a tough one, man. Unless that's a tough call. Unless they're bound by contract, stating in their contract, "You cannot do this." hmm But like you said, we don't know the depths of those contracts either.
1: Yeah, we don't know, and I don't know that it's worth risking your job. I mean, these guys aren't making what Colin Kaepernick was making. You know, that's
0: a total different, Colin,
1: different scenario.
0: Colin Kaepernick wasn't making that much money. I think at that time he was only making $5 million a year.
1: Only making $5 million
0: these, a year? Yeah, but some of these guys could be making, you know, like say – Let's say you're a Conor McGregor or, you know, you're a big-name fighter, a, a big-name brand in UFC. Mm-hmm. They could be making $5 million a fight.
1: Yeah, you're talking for the top of the chain. That's not the well, average that, fighter. It, you, you got – well, yeah, UFC has 500 fighters, Jason. You got well, 499 know,
0: but, not making Conor McGregor money. Well, no, no, but that's what I was saying. You know, some of these top-name fighters – that they would pull their head out of their ass and just say, okay, what are you guys going to find me, right? So I want to well, go up know, there. Well, you know, they've already say, tried this.
1: But like they I already said, tried unless this unless with that, union. that Oh, really?
0: Yeah, you unless remember when they were state, trying
1: to get that union together?
0: Yeah, like I just said, I don't know what their contracts look like. I yeah. mean, hell, if they would go up there and let's say Conor McGregor had a – he was being sponsored, let's say, by Under Armour, and instead of going up there in Reebok gear during the weigh-in and all this stuff, and even in the fight wearing Under Armour gear rather than Reebok, what's the fine going to be? Is it is, is it going to be 20 k Okay, big deal. I'll just pay that 20 k because I'm making a lot more money through Under Armour than that $20,000 a year. Yeah, they hit them pretty good though.
1: Um, you know, it's weird. I know they they pull out like when when guys get in trouble, say they cussed on air, or they did something right. uh, on the TV portion. They'll pull any potential bonuses from them. So say you go out in your next fight and you get fight of the night. Well, they give that bonus to the other guy, but not
0: you. It's a big deal.
1: You know, that's fifty grand right there.
0: Well. That's yeah, nice. but you take a a, a low end fighter. That fifty grand could be his, his almost his whole fight check.
1: Yeah, I just don't think it's worth it getting a fine, uh, no matter what you're doing, unless you're making like you said. Colin Kaepernick was making so much money, five million dollars. That's a lot of money. You know, he's making more money than anything. So, he, he at well, that point, if he wants that, to do it, good for him.
0: Well, that five million, that's just his NFL contract. Yeah. There's no telling what I mean okay, here's a perfect example. I'm a big NASCAR nut, right? NASCAR only pay they 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 pay you on performance. You you're not set in a contract with NASCAR. So, you take my favorite driver of course, who just retired this year in Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. I bet you he barely made 3 million dollars this year in racing. Okay, because he didn't finish that well. Now, you win the Daytona 500, you're getting paid 2.5 million dollars just to win that race alone. But that's the Super Bowl of NASCAR <laughs> right there, and they, and that's the that's the first race of the year. Yeah. Other than that, you got purses where you might only make to win the race. You might only make 450 thousand dollars. But he's got major sponsorships Like National Guard Mountain Dew Nationwide Insurance You know what he made last year Just endorsements alone What's that $41 million He made an endorsement alone Counting his race checks Which they raced 36 36 weeks out of the year Nine months Out of 12 He's at a racetrack. That's crazy. Stephen Curry, one of the best basketball players right now. Yeah. He just signed a contract, I think, last year. I think it's a 10-year contract with Under Armour. That 10-year contract, $200 million. That's just endorsement pay. That's not counting what he gets his game checks in the NBA for. And, I mean, I don't know if UFC, I don't know if they get sponsorships like that. I mean, you would think, because they're in the octagon so often. Well, not all the guys, but, you know, you take a lot of those guys, they'll fight three times a year, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of them.
0: And if they get it within the right sponsorship, they can make a lot of money.
1: No, definitely. Definitely.
0: I, that's why I say, you know, who cares? I mean, you might even be a low end fighter, but if you're making decent money and you're an endorsement, okay, what's what's fifteen thousand for a fine? But you might be making a hundred and fifty, two hundred k in sponsorship money. Yeah. Take the hit. And actually, I guarantee you, that probably won't be coming out of his pocket. I guarantee you, his sponsorship would pay that twenty k because they're getting more exposure. And all this and that, and it'd be well worth the sponsorship to pay to pay the fine. Yep. I mean, that's what Beats by Dre did with Colin Kaepernick. They paid his fine. That's why he did yeah. it. He, he didn't. He, he didn't have to come out of no uh, no out of pocket money on that. His yeah. sponsorship paid that money. So. I don't know. It was yeah. just something that's been on my mind. That's the only reason I asked. Yeah. Well. Because no, you know, I mean, it, you know, since, since, since you said that, you know, I I've watched you know Bellator and I've watched Invicta, and I've watched some of these lower end um, classes, and when they do walk out, they've got sponsorships on their robes and stuff, and boxers are the same way, but you never see that with UFC, and I always wondered why. and That makes a lot of sense. They're you know UFC's contracted with Reebok, and that's all they can wear. Yeah. I was just up I just didn't know if you had any more insights than what they get out. No, they
1: keep that Reebok deal pretty tight. I know it's a big deal if somebody violates the, uh, the policy. It really is. They get, they, they make sure that it's not happening. The ufc uh, yeah, got a soft. pretty, uh, pretty iron fist about that one. So.
0: I mean, I, saw, I do remember, you know, when we had, when we had, uh, Temri Morgan on, what was that last year? Yeah. And I even think we brought this up about sponsorship. She goes, yeah, all their fighters get to wear, you know, their robes and stuff walking up to the ring and they're just loaded with sponsorship
1: stickers. Yeah, definitely.
0: Segway into the
1: UFC fight night. Now this was a pretty cool fight night. It had it. Uh, A lot of implications for Cub Swanson. You know, this was his last fight on his contract. And he wanted to win to put himself in a much better position and negotiate either back with the UFC or elsewhere. And uh, that was a tough fight. You know, Brian Ortega was a very tough opponent. That dude's, you know, very good. uh, He was his fourth fight in the UFC, undefeated. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, I, know, I thought that 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 was a great fight. Anyway,
1: yeah, he actually his first fight in the UFC was actually ruled a no contest. Um, he fought, he won, but then it later got changed to no contest because he failed a, a PED test. So this was actually his fifth official win in the UFC in a row. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty interesting. I mean, he's beat good fighters, too. Thiago Tavares is not, you know, high level, but he's pretty solid. Diego Brandao, Clay Guida, and now Cub Swanson. And that was a solid win. I mean, Cub was going after him. His Cub striking looked terrific. and And Ortega just kind of walked through everything, didn't
0: he? Oh, he did. And all that being said, now this is what I've heard is that he wants to take on the loser between Edgar and Holloway. Yeah, I think either one of those guys is a terrific fight. Because uh, the winner of that fight gets who? Refresh my memory on that.
1: The winner of Edgar Holloway? Well, the winner would be the UFC featherweight champion.
0: Okay. Okay. So, he wants the loser of that. Now, if he wins that fight, does that set him up for a title bout, do you think?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay. For sure.
0: Now, there's also, I mean, the featherweight
1: division is pretty solid. you still got Ricardo, Ricardo Lamas hanging around. The Korean Zombie still there, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of guys. That's a tough, tough division. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's it, is tough. it is what it is. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty cool when that division is so stacked. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one. Now,
0: the guy that beat Cub Swanson. Ortega, yeah. How many yeah. fights did he have? Yeah, Ortega. How many fights has he had in the UFC? What's his UFC record? That was his. That was his sixth fight, but he's now five and zero. Oh. So. This is what I don't understand. Yeah. This is only his sixth fight. I mean, he's moving up the rankings quite a bit. He's beaten, you know, some good guys. But guy that's only been his sixth fight, I mean, should this really be – should he be this close to a title bout already in six fights? Yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me.
1: No that makes in sense.
0: boxing well, I'm just used to boxing rankings, and I wish u f c would take that on, but um because in boxing, I guarantee you you're not gonna have it you're not gonna be in any title implications in just six fights.
1: He's twelve and
0: well, I know, but they. I mean, I understand. That? You know, he's six and zero in his amateur. Now, well, let me do the math. 11-0 in amateur. He's five and zero in in UFC. No, no, no. But I,
1: six. He's twelve and zero as a professional fighter. Every other organization besides the UFC doesn't mean you're an amateur. He's still twelve and zero as a professional fighter.
0: He's fought in the okay. UFC. Where did he come from? Do you know? Yeah, he's fought in a lot of places. Hmm. He, he's fought in all, all sorts of different organizations. Well, I just figured since UFC, you know, UFC as a whole, I would I did not know that. I thought they all considered that, you know, somewhat not. Not amateur per se, but it's not UFC. It's not on that level for where he was fighting, but maybe UFC looks at it differently. No. 12, okay, now now with you saying that, that makes a lot of sense with, you know, okay, he's had 12 profession. Now I can see him being in line for, you know, a title fight after 12 fights. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, moving on a little bit, um, that was a cool fight, I mean, we all know that, we know how the main event ended, did you see Alexis Davis versus Liz Carmouche in the prelims?
0: No, I did not catch any of the prelims, um, I didn't start watching it until the main event started.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: But let's, uh, before we dive into that, let's dive back into that main event real quick since we've already talked about it. Now, we know there, there was a little bit of controversy in that fight. The main event? In the main event. What was the controversy? When, well, when Cub got, when Swanson got popped for a point for a bite. For
1: biting somebody,
0: or was that the fight prior to that?
1: That was um, Eric Anders versus Marcus Perez.
0: Oh, okay, never mind. Well, I for some reason I I had that stuck in my mind that it was the main event. No, okay, we'll hit that one later.
1: Yeah, that was um.
0: No, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just wrong for some there, reason dude. I had it. I had I had it stuck in my mind. It was the main event that he got popped. That I thought it was Swanson that got popped for that one point deduction for a bite. But we'll, we'll hit that when we hit that fight.
1: Yeah. Um, that was What do you think of that finger? What do you think of that bite?
0: I didn't even see anything that went on, and the way the announcers cause that was what caught my attention. I'm like, I didn't see anything. And the announcers yep. thought that he intentionally bent the fingers back. And I guess oh, that's yeah, illegal, yeah, they, I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah, that's what they were saying. The uh, small joint manipulation. That's,
0: that's yeah. what they meant by that. Yeah. Which I found out that that's illegal, which I didn't know that before either. Um, yeah, so that's been then, illegal for a long, long time. But then they they slowed it down, and it did look like he went – I don't know if he went in with his mouth open and fingers coming up, head going down, and he just latched on. I, I don't know. But the rest was right on top of it. He stopped it right there, and he took a point away. Looks like he – Yeah, the he stopped that quick, didn't he? It. Yeah, he did. But, you know, if that's what the case was, I'm glad the ref was right on top of it. And not yeah, waiting until him. it say... You you heard him? Uh, what did you hear him say? No, I heard the
1: fighter. You, you heard him yelling. And I didn't know he said bite. But uh, when the ref pulled him out, we didn't know what had happened at that point. Um, you couldn't yeah. really tell. And... Finally, when they got the video up, you could see what happened, and it's a tough call because it looked like it didn't look like he reached out and then bit him. It looked like the fingers got in the into his mouth at some point, and he just bit. You know, it's not like it's yeah, it wasn't like call. Tyson
0: Holyfield. It wasn't like Tyson Holyfield yeah. where Tyson just took a chunk out of his ear purposely.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't think this was 100% on
1: purpose. I think it could have been avoided, but I think it's something that you're fighting and the guy sticks his fingers in your mouth on accident or on purpose. I don't know that you would do that on purpose, but it's just, you know, an accident. But you're still, you're in the middle of a fight. It might just be a reaction that he bit down and didn't really think about it.
0: I, yeah, I that, I don't know. That's why I wanted I wanted to get your opinion on that. Because like I said, it happened so fast. Then they stopped it, and the announcers were thinking he intentionally bit, you know, bent the fingers backwards, which that's illegal. And Then it come to find out he bit him, and then you know, then the ref stopped it and took a point away, and it didn't look like it drew any blood.
1: He no, bite it didn't.
0: Hard to... No, it
1: was. Um... But, what it was, it was Jason Knight that did the biting versus Gabriel Benitez. and Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't – you know, even Benitez said, hey, I don't think he was dirty. He was trying to grab his chin, he said. Um, and sometimes you miss, and he, he obviously grabbed him in the mouth. And the guy bit down a hmm. couple of times. So well. he said, hey – you know, even the guy that got bit today, hey, I don't think it was dirty. It just, it's just something that happened. You know, he didn't mean to. And, again, they're right in the middle of a fight. Sometimes shit happens. If a, I mean, it's, like you said, if it was Tyson, if he reached out and bit him in the ear, totally different. Uh, Mike Kyle bit somebody in the chest. That was totally different. Ouch. So this guy, he got fingers stuck in his mouth. If somebody sticks their fingers in your mouth, you're going to bite. It's probably just a reaction.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, It wasn't. It wasn't like he, he said, wasn't, it wasn't winning like that. Fight. He was. Jason Knight wasn't winning that fight anyway. No. He put up a good showing. But he wasn't winning yeah. that fight. No.
1: No. The uh, the other big winner, man, I was. Uh, this was only twenty nine days ago they announced that fight: Marlon Moraes versus Aljamain Thier- Sterling. And oh, Sterling's oh. a good fighter. He's good, and Mariah, you know, he's just coming over a decision over John Dodson, and jumps right back into it. And I was like, "Wow, that's the you know, I, I'm kind of rooting Marlon, but I really like Aljamain Sterling. I like, I really like both those guys. And so it was tough watching that. I, I, I was kind of like, uh, you know, just rooting for both of them during the fight, and it didn't really last that long. What would, I mean, it was a minute. But it was solid, dude. It was a good fight. Um, Mariah's kind of knocked him down in the beginning and tried some ground and pound, but Sterling was having none of that. Pops right back up and landed some shots. And then as soon as Sterling went for a takedown, Marlin was throwing a kick, and that kick caught him. He caught him with his knee straight in the chin. And and Alchemain was completely out. Like,
0: scary. Yeah, he was out. He was was out like a light. Yes. Yeah, that was uh that was not pretty out. And No it, it just no, it was like he,
1: oh, shit.
0: Yeah, it looked like he was snoring on his way down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you, Al Jermaine was cool about it though.
1: He really was. He tweeted stuff out about it. You know, he thought, Hey man, I got a good sense of humor about it. I know I looked funky when I was out. <laughs> um stuff like that. I, I and he was just he was really cool. One lady said, oh, man, I can't even read you the whole tweet right now because I can't remember exactly where it was. Something about him for his next fight. said, when he wins the title, he has to make the same thing like a dab. And I'm, I've never done a dab, but, you know, when guys put their hands over and do whatever they're doing. Yeah. And Aljamain, he, he was cool on Twitter. he thought, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to do that if I win the title. And <laughs> it was just really neat. And uh, I like hmm. both those guys that, you know, it sucks to see one of them lose that way, but – uh both those guys are solid, man. They'll be around for a while in that division. There you go. That's a, it, it is, though. It is a huge win for Marlon. Marlon's coming in from the WEC where he was undefeated. His first fight in the UFC, he lost,
0: and now he's got two in a row.
1: So uh, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but didn't you say he took this fight on 29 days and he just got done beating Dodson? Yeah, and a he's a solid fucking fighter. Dodson's no joke. I now, know. I'll see... When I heard that is I was thinking oh no this has got Michael Biz being written all over it again cuz you know he took that fight on short notice that was I mean that he, was like 2 weeks He noticed, just got yeah, yeah he, he he just got done getting submission by uh by you know GST and he goes in and gets his ass kicked again and I'm like no I mean like, but, you know, he came out and he he made a great showing.
1: So Yes.
0: But no, very let me ask you this. It was good. I don't remember that fight against Dodson. Um good how long fight. did that fight last? It was a decision. So three oh, rounds. Okay, so yeah, okay. So he went the full distance, probably expended a lot of energy. And he still took this fight on thirty days' notice. Yeah. Wow. So it's not like you know, Bisbing took this. He got submission. Submission. What was that? Early second round. Third round. I want to reach third round. Third round. But he said he didn't yeah. expend that much energy, and I'm I'm like, nah, dude, you expended quite a bit of energy, but whatever. Now he's <laughs> on. What is he on a sixty day? Suspension, medical suspension. I mean, yeah, he's out for a while. He's, yeah, he's out he for should a while. Be. Yeah. I mean, do you honestly think he should just hang it up at this point?
1: Um, I'm with him. He says he he wants to retire, but he says he wants to retire after a fight in England. Um, at this point, I don't think one more fight's gonna do any more harm. If it depends on who he fights, though. If he fights like a Robert Whitaker or a Yoel Romero, that's gonna be doing some very much some damage to him because those guys are gonna knock him out hard If he can fight somebody that's probably not that much that dangerous um, we'll see you know what it is if he's really retiring this is a this is a his decision he's going to pick his opponent if he fights a guy that's like out of the top fifteen, we know he picked a guy that just so he could look good and win. If he picks somebody like Luke Rockhold, who it won't be Luke, because I heard, I understand Luke's going to be fighting um, Robert Whitaker. They've given Robert Whitaker, that's some big news of the week. GSP vacated the middleweight title. Robert Whittaker's now yeah, the I... full champion. Yeah.
0: Ooh.
1: Robert, Robert he's Whitaker no joke. is now the champion.
0: What's that? And Whitaker's no joke.
1: No, Whitaker's very good. Beat Yoel Romero. Um, I mean, he would have he would have thrashed Bisping. That wouldn't have been funny. He's no joke, and he's the he's but, the middleweight champion then. Do
0: you think he would stand up to a GSP?
1: Whitaker? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think he'd beat GSP. That'd be a good fight to see. Uh,
1: yeah, he'd beat GSP. You got to figure Yoel Romero is an Olympic. Medalist in wrestling and Yoel could not hold Whitaker down. GSP's never wrestled at any level besides in MMA. That's his, wow. He's that good. GSP though, terrific wrestler, but he's not quite on the level of a Yoel Romero. <laughs> you know, so plus Whitaker's just a bigger guy and much, much better in thing. Hits way harder, way faster. I just don't think that's a good fight for GSP.
0: Now, do you think that's one reason he vacated the belt?
1: Well, apparently he's got colitis, and he said, you know, bulking up is not good for him, and he didn't feel good, and this and that. I, I don't really even care what it is. GSP has done all he needs to do in the sport. If he wants to vac, if he wants to go be a, a guy to collect belts and then drop them, don't care. He's earned it. I don't care. You know. I really don't. If he wants to go fight Conor Not- McGregor, get that belt, and then drop that too, don't care.
0: Well, let me ask you this. You've been, in, you've been involved with MMA a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Now, this is just a hypothetical question. Okay. Let's say with, with GST's illness, he decides to say, I'm done. I'm I'm done fighting. I want to get healthy, and go about my life. Yeah. Does he deserve to be put on a pound for pound fighter list or one of the greatest of all time? Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah, he's the best welterweight champion ever.
1: Um, He really is. I think he's only lost. Well, he has. He's only lost two fights in his career. He lost to Matt Serra, avenged that. He lost to Matt Hughes, knocked Matt Hughes out and submitted him. After that, those are the only two fights he's ever lost. He's won and wow. retained and kept the middle or the welterweight championship and the middleweight championship. Um, he retired with with both belts in his possession. Um, he dropped the middleweight championship, but you know if he goes down and fights Conor and wins the lightweight title, he's he's the best ever for sure which depending on how you look, by at it, I, mean, what? I still think Fedor is probably the best ever, my favorite, but there's a lot of, there's there's a lot of ways you can look at the best ever. So if, if you have GSP or Fedor or Randy Couture, anybody, it just depends on who you think is the best ever. So it's really hard to say there's just one best ever, but he's definitely right up there. I mean, I.
0: Now, this is. Well, I've got pictures with two guys. Of course, one of them isn't. I don't. I don't believe is in the same weight class. But I thought he was a great fighter back in his day. Was with Pedro Ortiz.
1: Very good fighter.
0: And I got another picture, same event at Bellator earlier this year in San Jose with Luke Rockwell.
1: Another one. Again, Man, I I, I, got... I really If I was you, Jason, I would not let that picture see the light of day.
0: Now yeah, well, yeah. That dude's a that dude's a handsome looking dude and I'm an ugly old gray fucker. <laughs> and he's got some fucking really good women that hang around his ass.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's um and I just, the bad thing was, man. is I the the picture I wanted, I got snubbed on.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I I got snubbed by Hoist Gracie. Oh man. I don't believe that. No, he snubbed me. I was sitting right yeah. there. And he goes, "No, nah, I'm sorry, dude." He goes, "I'm done signing autographs and taking pictures," and he walked off, and I'm like.
1: Oh, you just—that would just been a... now you did make the sure... event, I, I... You, you have to make sure there is there is some etiquette to this, Jason. You know, you got to make sure there's no fights going on. You you only you only ask for these pictures and autographs and whatnot in between fights, before or after the event. You never ever talk to those guys. Uh, it, pretty much anybody when there's a fight going on, you let people watch the fight
0: between. Or no, 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 no. Uh, he was walking away from the cage. This was after yeah. after a fight was over with, yeah. and he was walking back to the locker room. That's how I got Luke Rockhold, and that's how I got Tito okay. Ortiz. Tito Ortiz was really cool. He goes, and this yeah. was his honest words. He goes, "Dude, I haven't taken a piss in an hour. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And, I'm, and if you still want that picture, I'll come and find you." Because me and Chris, where we were sitting, we didn't know this when we bought the tickets, but it turned out to work out to our benefit, is, you know, we were sitting on the main floor about, say, 10, 15 rows back, right? Yeah. But we were sitting right on the aisle. We didn't know it, but the aisle we were sitting on was the aisle that all these fighters and all the ring guys were... Coming back, you know, that's that that was the route back to the locker room. Sweet. So that's how we got, that's how I got Tito Ortiz and Luke Rockle And, yeah. um, voice Gracie he just said, and it was all the lights were on, everything. And he goes, no, I'm done. I'm done doing it. He goes, you should you should have caught me before the event started. Cause we had a free autograph signing and all this and that. And of course I didn't get there in time. We didn't know. That was going on It was um, Tito Ortiz And um, Hoyce Gracie Were doing An autograph signing With pictures And the whole ball of wax Before the Bellator Event started Uh. And I didn't If I would have known that I would have been there Johnny on the spot Trust me Oh yeah Yeah definitely I would have missed A few of the I would have missed A few of the prelims Just to stand in line For an hour Just to get At least His autograph and really, I don't care. I'd rather just have the picture, and I could post that on Facebook. Pictures to me mean more than anything than an autograph.
1: They they wouldn't they wouldn't schedule it during the event
0: though. They definitely would have uh, not done that. Well, no, it was before the event even started. Yeah. And we didn't get there in time. We got there, you know, from here to San Jose. I don't know. That's three and a half hours from my house. It's- so drive. we we got there maybe an hour prior prior to the event started. And that's when we found out that Fedor's, that the the Fedor fight was canceled. And we decided to stay anyway. I mean, we got to see uh, Pitbull, you know, go out yeah. and do his thing. But it was, yeah, we were already there. We already had the, we already made the drive. We, and me and Chris just looked at each other and like, no, dude, we're, we'll stay. This is. We've never been to an event like this before. You know, screw it. Let's just, we'll just stay here. I don't, we don't need our money back. I mean, there were only $100 a seat. It'd be different if it was only maybe a 30, 40, 50, maybe an hour drive from the house. Yeah, okay, give us our money back and we'll come back when, you know. But actually the, what we got to see after that fight was some of the best fights of the night because they brought the pre, they brought the last four pre uh, the last three prelims back out because they ran out of time so they brought the last three prelims back out after the main card was over and we got to sit we were sitting ringside actually nice. I, uh, I i washed it i washed the shirt but i had blood spray on me from a guy that had his nose broke I was sitting. We we got to sit that close to the ring after that was over with.
1: Oh, that must have
0: felt good. Kind of gross in a little in in a sense, but that (laughs) and then sitting that close to the ring, then I was able to get a picture with one of the best cut doctors ever around. Yes, with Stitch. So I mean, the whole the whole night was awesome. So. No, that was neat. Well, let's get back to that Fight Night card.
1: Okay, the Fight Night. You know, we talked about the one. This is the one I want to preview, though. This is the big one coming up. This is a big deal. The UFC on Fox 26. So this this is, I believe, is the last UFC before Christmas. And then the last one before 219, which we're going to talk about next weekend. And next week will be our last show before Christmas also. We're going to take a week off. Well, Christmas Day obviously is on a Monday. We're not going to have a show on Monday. We will have a show on New Year's Eve Day, or New Year's Day. I'm sorry, that was stupid. Yeah, Uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, it's okay. But not on New Year's Eve Day. Day. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) If people are going to think I'm the one drinking tonight.
0: Yeah, I know, right?
1: Yeah. Anyway, so we will we'll have the show on New Year's Day because, uh, quite honestly, neither one of us is going to be hungover. So it doesn't matter. Um, now.
0: <laughs> dude, That's the funniest thing I've heard all day.
1: <laughs> now, main event, Robbie Lawler versus Rafael Dos Anjos. That's a big-time fight for what's supposed to be the next shot at Tyrone Woodley. What do you think of that fight? Oh,
0: God. I, I'm going to have to think about this one. When is this fight? Is this one going off this weekend? Yes, Saturday night. Shit. I was going to say, give me a week to sit on this one. But Dos Santos and Lawler. Oh, man. I'm like you. I'm a big Dos Santos fan. But... You're what? What's that? I'm a I'm a big I'm I'm a big Dos Santos fan. Dos Santos? Yeah. You
1: mean Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos. Yeah. Uh,
0: Not but, real good at oh, pronouncing man. those Spanish names, are you? Well, no, neither are you. Uh, uh, trying to pronounce a goddamn Polish name, either, fucker. You pronounce. I was trying Polish to get name.
1: one. Po- well, get, uh,
0: you name any Polish
1: any Polish fighter's last name.
0: Nope. I've always yeah. just called them by the first name because they're easier to pronounce. I'm not I'm not the idiot that tries to pronounce it.
1: I, I just feel bad when I can't. I really do. I am going to start spelling it out <laughs> phonetically, and then a week ahead of time, I'll practice <laughs> all week so that one time I get to say it on the show and I'll say it wrong even then, and then I'll feel exactly. even worse. I know. And it's, not like, now, it's um, not like they don't deserve us to say it right. I mean, these people are going out there fighting. We're just sitting in there talking about it. We should be able to do yeah. their at least get their names right. That's what sucks. Well, and I, I'm going to make a concerted effort to do better at that.
0: I mean, one of my favorite fighters. Oh, I can pronounce her first name just fine. Johanna. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, go for that second name always, Go
0: for her last name. Um, Jurjašek is about as close as I get to it, and I don't know if I'm how far off I am, but
1: <laughs> I think
0: you're as far off as possible. Probably.
1: Oh man I can say so it in my I, mind But once my mouth opens I ruin it
0: And you you come up with About what I come up with And No no I'm pretty close pretty bad. I think I'm pretty close on her name
1: um, Johanna Yendechik I think I'm closer than you I don't think I'm there yet I think I'm closer
0: Well I don't know I just That's why I just say Johanna We are, Everyone knows who I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's just really hard. We gotta we gotta um,
1: we have to do it more often and and get the names out. It's you know you say it a couple of times correctly and then
0: you're okay, but you just got to get it out well, the first
1: couple of times. You know.
0: But so this yaller and Del Samuel. Lawler, not yaller. We're not right down I the said, south. I said La- no, I said Lawler. I didn't say yaller, no? fucker. You said yaller. No, I you I'm didn't hear the didn't, L. I'll
1: bet you I'll bet you ten thousand dollars. You just said y'all
0: Yeah. Well, you know when I you know what when I know. Neither one of us have ten thousand dollars, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and I'm fucking jobless. I don't even have a dollar to my name, so I'm not betting you shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay. We'll no. go back
0: and listen to it. Um we w we'll we'll no. listen to
1: it some other time. Anyway.
0: Um, we're both Dos are
1: fans. Yes, definitely. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I would
0: like. I, I would love to see Dos Anjos win, but I don't know if he could pull this off. Lawler's a
1: big Really? Yes, he is.
0: Lawler is a beast. A long
1: time. He's been around a long time, though. He's starting to show the wear. Um, he did not look that great versus Donald Cerrone, who, again, you and I were talking about this. We all know Dos Anjos has beaten Cerrone very, very handily twice, and Lawler did not look good at all versus Cerrone. Lawler won a decision, but uh, not very, not a dominant decision at all. Um, now he had been out a while too, so maybe that was a factor. I I just, now I really think Dos Anjos this is a winnable fight for Dos Anjos. I think so. I mean, Lawler's got a big punch.
0: Yes.
1: He's got a solid chin. I think Dos Años wins the decision here.
0: Now, you and I were talking about this before the show. MMA MMA math never proves this right. No. So, with that being said, I'm just going to go on my gut. Dos Anjos beat Cerrone. Lawler didn't look that good against Cerrone. I don't mean shit.
1: Nope. Like I I said, that
0: could have been a factor. Lawler had been out for over a year
1: um, from when he lost the title to Tyrone Woodley. When Woodley knocked him out, Lawler took a lot of time off to heal from a concussion. Could have been the fact that, you know, a little bit of ring rust. And Cerrone's not a bad fighter And Lawler just didn't look as good as he normally did It could be that the age And the wear and tear is finally showing Um, I would not count Lawler out By any means
0: So there is that Well I mean Here's a perfect example The Korean Zombie was out for over Three years Yes And And who would have thought a guy that has not been in the ring in three years would go back and dominate the way he did? Yeah, he he yeah. looked a little rusty in the first round. But he came back and just dominated that fight and kicked the dog shit out of his opponent. Um, MMA math would have that guy getting his ass whooped. I mean, just, you just got to yeah, take average. I would never pick a guy to win that hasn't been in the ring in three years.
1: No, no, and I, I totally lost, agree on that.
0: And Vegas lost a lot of money on that fight. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, and Bermudez was not a joke. Bermudez,
1: definitely He's a good fighter. Oh.
0: Yeah. And he, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to agree with you. Is that Dos Anjos is going to win this fight? And I think okay. I, I and I'm in agreement and agreeance with you. It's going to be a decision. It's going to but be. decision. am one. I going to be one bit surprised if if Lawler wins this fight? No, I won't. Lawler's a stuff. You know, I
1: think yeah.
0: I think I think I
1: agree a hundred percent with you. I'm I'm kind of leaning Dos Anjos. But uh, if Lawler wins, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
0: fall out of my chair. No. And this is one fight that if you said let's make a wager on this, I would just step away from it because I just can't. It, this it, this it, would be a fight, tough it, one. I wouldn't touch this with a ten foot pole. If I had to put a wager on this fight, I would walk away from it. I I, I just can't do it.
1: Okay, here's this gun to your head. Who do you pick? You you have it not not literally a gun to your head obviously. Let's say you have to bet your car on this one. So whatever it is, you have to bet your truck. Who do you pick?
0: Oh, well, this is tough because you know what this truck means to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is my dad's truck. It's kind of yeah, like this is not like a debt. I'm giving up this my is dad's like, truck. It's, it's kind of like the same yeah. thing before you before you got into the accident in your dad's Ford F-150. I'm driving my dad's Ford F-250. This is kind of weird, yeah. by the way, that both of our dads drove the same fucking truck outside of your dad's was gas and my dad's was diesel.
1: Yeah. Very nice um, truck, too, by the way. Not, not to, thank not you, not to uh, your,
0: change the subject,
1: but my accident was actually not my fault, just, just to throw that out there. I, I had no control oh, over I, that one.
0: Well, I know that. That's why I said, you know, <laughs> the playing. accident you got. I didn't yeah. say you totaled your dad's truck. I'm just saying <laughs> the accident you got into, I. Yeah, that was not your fault. And yeah. that truck nope. was totaled, but that sucked because it was your dad's truck. And I put a very nice stereo in that truck for you, by the way. I, I still have the stereo. I pulled that stereo out, by the way. <clears throat> Horrible yeah. day for me. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, yeah, well, I that was, uh, I think, that was that a birthday present or a Christmas gift? I can't remember which one. One of them. But I bought you a very nice stereo for that truck because, you know, me and my stereo. I I love good music.
1: I'm literally looking and
0: at it right now. So, good but, so if, if I had to put my dad's truck on the line, I'm going to take Robbie Lawler. If I had to put my dad's truck on the line. Just if I had to, which I know I'm not, but if I had to, that's who I would pick.
1: Yeah. Very honest answer. I like that. That's a it's it's a really tough call. It really is. This is a very, very cool main event, I
0: think. I love this main now, event. Now if you're just asking to go with your gut. Mhm. My gut says, but now that you said put your dad's truck on the line, I would have to go Robbie Lawler. So, yeah, I'm torn either way. This fight yeah. has to be going either way. If Lawler wins, am I going to be surprised? No. If Rafael Dos Anjos wins, am I going to be surprised? No. This fight, I think, is that even. You know, no, if you I'm go back you. to a football – you go back to a football game and they give you Vegas odds and they say pick them. This is what yeah. they call a pick them. In my eyes, I think I, mean, I think it's, it's what we're gonna get for a while. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, so I, I'm, I'm. Well, stick with, uh, I, myself. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you the same question.
1: Uh, you know, if I had to bet anything. I Regardless of what it is, I looking at. It, I, I'm I'm going from the head. I'm thinking with my brain, which isn't isn't super easy at our age. Um, I I just think,
0: and I, I really and, think. And, and, and what I'm asking you is, you've got to give up that new car, you just bought. Yeah, yeah. You got I to think, give up that new car. I'm giving my dad's truck up. You're giving up your new car.
1: Yeah. Now. This is like a a real bet. If I really had to bet something like that on it, I would still go. Lawler hasn't looked that great. He's been knocked out, squeaked by Cerrone, age, wear and tear, whatnot. I think it's finally showing up in him. I mean, he's been around for fucking ever, since he was 18, really, or 19 or something, 21, whatever it was. And, And he's basically our age. He's a little bit younger than us, but not by much. I think he's 39 40 I think almost. Yeah, 39. Um, Dos Anjos is younger, faster, he's strong, ground game's terrific. You know, I just think it's time that Lawler's going to start getting beat by these younger, hungrier guys and Dos Anjos is smelling that title shot. I think man, I really think it's his night. It's going to be his night. Well, okay.
0: So yeah, I'm not even going to I, – I I would throw a bet out, but not on this fight. I'm too torn because no. my – in some cases, I just go with my, my favorite fans of. And if I have to do that, I'm going to go Rafael Dos Anjos. But if I had to put something major on the line, yes, I know he's aging and I know he's old but I still think he could beat anybody out there. I have to go Robbie Lawler. I mean, so I'm just, I'm torn both ways. So, I yeah, this, this is a fight I would never put a wager on. I This is, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fights out there. I just don't care. Okay, I'll put a wager on it. I'll just go with who I think. I had yeah. Johanna winning that fight. You know that. Oh, definitely. And I did not expect her to get knocked out in the first round. Nope. So, yeah, this is a fight I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. No, but since you asked uh, that question, there's my answer.
1: No, it's a good fight. It's a good card. Um, there's there's some pretty notable fights. Uh, Jordan Main is going to be fighting Eric Silva. Uh, Battle of the... Never quite made it over the hump, guys. Um, Let's see. John McPhee versus Abel Trujillo. That's going to be fun. Tim Elliott's on the card. He's always fun. Uh, Let's see. Blackowitz versus Jared Cannonier. That's cool. Glover Teixeira, Santiago Ponzanibio, Mike Harry. Emmett versus Lamas. It's a terrific card. It really is. You know, Emmett coming in, filling in for uh, Jose Aldo. Who took the fight last weekend? Obviously, we all know what happened there when Jose Aldo lost to uh, Max Holloway in a terrific fight. Boy, that was a good fight. And or the other weekend, so it just it looks like a really really solid card, especially a great way to end the before Christmas part of the year, anyway. And yep, I don't know, man, I just think this is great. I, I'm really looking forward to that fight. Kind of nervous. Um, I always get nervous when Dos Anillos or somebody I really like nervous, you know, gonna ask a good looking girl out nervous. Just you know, I mean, just uh, excited nervous. Like, man, I hope my guy wins. Nervous.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. So,
1: with that, we are going to have a very special interview next week. Um. I before was, you announce about
0: it today, before you announce that, I know we haven't talked about this guy in a while. Now there's word out there. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but there is word out there. Uh-huh. And yes, I'm going against. A, you know, I'm talking about a guy we talk about quite a bit. We just don't like talking about him. I just get tired of it. But this is kind of a big deal. I don't want to hear about this crap. (laughs) I know you don't, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. What do you think if this fight actually goes off? There's part of me thinking it it won't, but there's a lot of me thinking it will. And I want to get your opinion on this because there's a lot of people out there saying, there, there, a lot of shit should happen, and what I'm yeah. talking about is Conor McGregor and Manny Pacquiao.
1: <laughs>
0: They're, they got talked This fight is going to go off in April. Now, if this happens, do you think the UFC is going to make Conor McGregor vacate his belt? Because we know if he if he goes on this with this fight. He ain't going to fight the rest of the year. That means he is not going to defend this belt. I think the UFC should make him vacate this belt and say, if you, can't, if you can't defend this in a year, you just need to go bye-bye.
1: I think what Dana White said is true. I, just, I don't think Connor's going to be fighting in the UFC anymore. Um, if he, if I don't he's going to so be fighting Pacquiao, he's probably still going to make $20, 30000000 why would he come back to the UFC for four or five? I, just,
0: I don't know that he's going to fight in the UFC anymore. I don't think so either. Now, that's going to hurt the UFC in a sense. That's yes. That big-name guy that everybody wants to see fight, including me. I'd love, I love to see Conor McGregor back his shit up. Yeah. The dude is a hell of a fighter. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like his antics. I, that's the only the reason I don't like Conor McGregor. I just don't like the way he hold, handles his shit. But he mm-hmm. always backs his crap up in the octagon. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, he backs his crap up in the octagon. And there's a reason why he held, you know, for a short period of time, he held two belts at one point, which never has never really been done before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So never been done. Do you like this matchup? Do you like this matchup? Do you like Conor McGregor against a Manny an old Manny Pacquiao at that point?
1: Nah. I still think Manny's too fast for him.
0: But with Manny's age, do you think he can hold do you think he can handle the power behind a a Conor McGregor punch?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I I, I don't see anything, especially in boxing. I didn't see anything from his last fight that showed me that he could hurt uh, Manny. So, okay, with that being said,
0: did you see a knockout?
1: I wouldn't waste a fucking dollar on that fight. I swear to God, if they make that fucking fight, I'm not wasting a dollar. I spent $100 on on fucking Conor versus Floyd. And I was happy to spend it. I, I kid you not. I'd do it again. If that fight hadn't happened, don't care. I'd still do it. I'm just not going to do it again. Um, I just don't I'll think do Connor is a big I'm draw. I'm do it again. Really?
0: I would do it again. And then, at that Uh-oh. point, I'm going to have you here at my house, and you'll get to reap the benefits because you get to watch a free fight because <laughs> I wouldn't have to dime. Outside of maybe just buy some steaks and whatever, we'll barbecue. Yeah. But I'll yeah, well, they say there's box, one born. You know,
1: well, you know, there's one born every minute, or in your case, 42 years ago. I guess you'd do it. I I wouldn't spend any money on another Conor McGregor
0: boxing match. Well, the only reason I'm doing this, you've made this very publicly clear. I am a Manny Pacquiao favorite yeah i have been for many years and that's the only reason i'm doing this fight because i want to see manny pacquiao just he's not going to beat the brakes off conor mcgregor floyd mayweather really didn't beat the brakes off conor mcgregor yeah but tell me it didn't go the... tell me honestly could have at any time He could have, but he didn't. And actually Connor didn't look bad. He didn't look great, but he didn't look bad. And I think what got to Connor is he just got gassed. I in a sense I think you waste a lot more energy in boxing than you do in MMA especially when you get to the ground and there's not a lot of action going on, that almost gives you a time to rest. Am I right? No, no. MMA is so much harder,
1: Jason. You got so much going on. Wrestling is, is so much more cardio than boxing. It really is. Boxing, you're, you're standing there punching and moving, but it's not like wrestling. It's not like grappling. Grappling is a totally different, uh, totally different animal, man. It's not that bo- I'm not well, okay. putting down boxing, you're in tremendous shape. Boxers are in tremendous shape, but you put a boxer on the mat, he's not going to grapple for five minutes. He can't. It's too hard. It's, it's a totally different thing. You got to, wrestlers are are the best conditioned athletes out there. They really are.
0: No, no, no. I, 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 I'm not going to disagree with you on that at all. My dad was a three-time state champion in wrestling. You know that. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Wrestled for the I've same seen, town I've, you grew up in. I've seen it. No, I've seen your he dad. He grew up Nick. in it. M- was awesome. Yeah, he grew up in McKinleyville, the same town you live in now. He is. He was a three-time state champion at 125. Mm-hmm. Or 120, whatever whatever that weight class was. My dad was, a, you know, he was light back in high Yeah. He was like 100 and He ranged anywhere from 125 to 130. So, wherever he was wrestling at, I can't really remember, honestly. But he was a, you know, sophomore, junior, senior, three-time state champion. In that weight class. Now, when I say state champion, he probably was only going from San Francisco north. I don't know if they ever made it to the whole state. Back then, back mm-hmm. when my dad, you know, my dad, he'd, you know, he passed away at the age of 64. So going back that many years, I don't know if how far down the state they re- actually wrestled. I can't honestly answer that. But, and I used to make fun of my dad of this. Is My dad admitted he took, you know, he was in ballerina. He took ballet lessons, and I guess that really, you know, that guy. They that he said it got him limbered and taught him balance.
1: I would have made fun of him for that too.
0: I made a lot of fun of him for that, but he said, "Make fun of me all you want." And I wrestled him in the living room one night, and I was 18 years old right before I went into the service. And I will guarantee you what my (laughs) dad wiped the fucking floor with me in about 10 uh, seconds Pin my ass yeah. Pin me yeah oh, he had me shit. bent he had me bent worse than a pretzel and I couldn't fucking breathe <laughs>
1: oh man
0: oh i, I just wish you'd seen it
1: uh, i remember his, the you're going away party and and your yeah. dad i think what was the
0: how old was your dad back then when you were 18 48
1: 50 Well,
0: okay well, I'm well. I'm 42. So when he passed away a little over a year ago, um, I was 40, going on 41, and he was 64. Well, Your dad was
1: about our age. You know, he had he must well, have had you so, pretty young. Well,
0: um, well, his birthday was in. He was born in 52. I was born in 75. So do the math. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so forty. It was yeah, say your my, dad was our age. that would have been almost exactly our age because that was ninety four. So your dad would have been forty two. Yeah, yeah, that um,
0: yeah, that's, I, I, I remember. And, I grad. I graduated no, in that June, 94th. and I was in the service. What in September? Yeah, my go. Yeah, so I,
1: I remember your dad was out there by the pool, and we were all standing there, and you and uh, I think two other guys decided you were going to yeah. throw your dad in. And these are oh. two, you know, we're talking 18-year-olds in in good well, shape. and
0: one of them and and one of them if you remember correctly was my best friend mm-hmm. Scott. And you know how big, yeah, I remember you, know, Scott. you know how big of a muscle-bound that dude was. Very Six big, two, the 220 230? Two, yeah. Yeah, weightlifter, steroid big. type dude, big dude. Yeah. All my three of you My dad flung him in the pool. He flung, yeah. he flung that Six two two twenty, like a rag doll into that pool. My dad stands at five six, a buck sixty.
1: <laughs> yeah, all three of you. He had all three of you in the pool, no problems. I mean, one of the, I think you came close because you came up behind him, but there is no chance. I, did. I mean, there is no. I couldn't believe it. My friend Greg and I, you wanted us to jump in and help, and we both looked at each other like, nope, uh, not a chance. Mm-mm. Not doing it, and your dad just threw everybody around. It was the best thing I'd ever seen, and a very, my dad, very,
0: very good. My dad never got wet. Athletes. Dad never got wet. No. And he took on three guys at the age of stretching between the ages of seventeen to twenty. Yeah. And my dad is in his mid, you know, early forties. Still, he's probably in some of the best shape of his life. Just took us on like there was nobody's business. Yep. That just shows you, age doesn't mean shit. It's all experience, brother.
1: Yeah. So with that, that- so With that, we're gonna have to go. It's, we're we're right up on the time. Um, next week, like I said, we're gonna have a big interview, a really cool interview with a, a very cool guy down in Florida. Um, We will put it out on the link. We'll put it up on the Combat Sports Show webpage on Facebook. And we'll probably put it out on Twitter. We're really looking forward to this. Um, With a guy named Randy. We'll talk a little MMA, talk about the storms down there. It's a very big deal. Uh, We're going to go a little bit beyond sports on this interview. So be ready for a little bit of a heavy interview, and then we'll get get back down to ourselves. Um, With that... just want to say we really look forward to the card this weekend and uh for that i will say goodbye jason you have any last thoughts
0: yes i do um so you're you know you're announcing this bigger interview now there's something that touches my heart kind of heavy and shannon knapp has tweeted this out dana white has tweeted this out now there's a very young child that is going through, you know, he's being bullied. Now, if any of our listeners have ever been bullied, I don't stand for this one, one bit at all. I think it's morally wrong. Anyone wants to come on our show and get their story out on the air to let our listeners know what it's like to be bullied, On a daily basis. You are more than welcome. And you will have our. 100% moral support. To be brave enough to come out and actually. Be up front. And tell your story. And I would. I would bow down to this and love it 100%. And I would love to get. This that child on on our show and have him tell his story over our, our, our airwaves. I want to say he's only nine ten years old.
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: I've seen it. It's a, it's very sad to
1: watch actually. It's
0: very hard to watch uh, without getting a little teary eyed. Well, I mean, but see, that's what this kid has to go through. You know, you and I, yeah, my life sucks right now. I'm jobless, barely paying my bills. But this is a nine or a ten year old that's just going to school and I, I I couldn't imagine. I've never been bullied. Never have. I don't know what that feels like. I can't e I can't even comment or talk about what this kid is going through. But to watch that video really just choked me up and i'm like what is this what is this what is our what does this day and age come to now it was probably going on when you and i were at that age we just never i don't know if you had to deal with it i don't know if you were bullied i don't think you were i never was but if anyone has ever been bullied and want to come on our show and express your opinion and tell your story. We will make any type of move on our show to bring you on and give you all the time in the world to bring, to tell your story. Don't be bashful. And that's where I'll leave that. Yeah
1: definitely. yeah, definitely. Very well said. And uh, with that, we will, we will get, get at you guys next week. We will talk to you about all the big events next weekend or this coming weekend. And hopefully everybody's getting ready for Christmas and we can settle down and have a couple of weeks um, to just relax and enjoy it with your family and enjoy some time. With that, we will talk to you next week. You have a good week, brother. All right, you too, Jason.